2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings FedEx St. Jude Championship. Almost said classic, but it's not. It's a championship. It's the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. We're talking through the final bets, the one and done, the weather, and of course, the DraftKings strategy for a limited field with no cut. It's one of the last decent ones. I mean, it is really. Tambos here from shipitnation.com. It's the last, like, good one of the year, DraftKings-wise.
1: Yeah, I, there's good contests. DraftKings has great contests up this week, actually, I think, at least, you know, from what we've seen lately, some good $5, it's nice, $20, it's nice, Dude, the they, 22 they could, mega. Dude, they can put
2: on three millionaire makers for the Tour Championship, and it would still be a shitty week of DraftKings. That's
1: true, sure. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, when you have 70 guys, yes, it's better than when we get down to the 30 for the Tour Championship, but next week, they do have the Mega milli Maker for forty four forty four. I have two tickets, so I have to get excited for next week as well, but I'm more excited for the DraftKings side of things. Than I am for these actual events we talked a little bit about that pre-show and I just like I said I just don't see the excitement in these I know it's you know the majors are the excitement I asked the question on Twitter yesterday people had the same answer we know that but I don't know Pat well I was curious your thoughts on it like the you know what is it is it the elevated events is it like what's causing this because I know Feinberg has felt this way for a while and talked about it openly on Twitter Kenny mentioned it too on Monday with me and then I brought it up but what, what's your thoughts
2: I don't know if it's fixable, to tell you the truth. What is fixable is filling the Listener's League, by the way. There's 400 spots <laughs> left as of right now. It's the last one of the year to get your hands on some rake-free guaranteed money, so go fill it up. Link in the description. The Week 1 contest for NFL is already live as well. I'm going to try to work on an opening night showdown contest, Listener's okay. League. Listener's
1: League how for how showdown? Perfect. Pe- how many people do you think I should make that? Uh, what is, what's your Week 1 contest? 5,000. To maybe, maybe go twenty five hundred or three thousand. Maybe like even an exclusive
2: thousand or something. Oh, like that'd that. be
1: filled quick. I think.
2: Yeah, that's that's the thing. People always ask me. It's like, why do you bump it down from three thousand to twenty five hundred? Because I do find myself sometimes if it's four thousand, thirty five hundred, three thousand, like begging people to join on a Wednesday night when it's twenty five hundred or two thousand, never happens. Yeah, people also... rate, and it fills so quickly that yeah. they're like, hey, make it bigger. That you make it bigger, then people lose the urgency to come join.
1: Yeah, week one NFL, though, the first Island game ready to rock for the season. I think it's Detroit at Kansas City. It's going to be a good one. So, yeah, I would definitely load that up.
2: Uh, there's a uh, – Justin and myself at Run the Sims uh, ended up running this, like, data bowl contest about people developing new either models or strategies for NFL showdown, and he just released the winners. I, I linked it in my Twitter profile. I'll throw it in the newsletter. Sub to that down in the description. By the way, it'll come out on Wednesday evening. But uh, they're actually really interesting. Like, people are serious about playing Showdown. Yeah. About, like, how not to get your lineups duped, that kind of thing. Um, so, and we have some new tools coming out at Run the Sims as well. I see a lot of people, I mean, we have 10,000 simulations that are customizable to make your lineups. And I see a lot of these other sites um, have the tournament simulators. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to have that too.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have both. Add it on. But that, yeah, people said that, that obviously you can figure that out. People have been doing that for years now that just are behind the scenes that know Python and are building it out and setting it up that way. But the, the run, the Sim stuff is just incredible. I love the game of showdown. Like I said, many people do. That's why they're creating tools and stuff for it, but there's just a lot to it. The game theory, there's just different ways to play it. All kinds of angles that you can take in to try and find the most unique lineup without, you know, duping it too many times, at least, even if you are going to be duped. But for me, it's just the great game. Like it's on the Island games, way to get your money in and just a lot of fun.
2: So, FedEx Cup fixes. I think there's one solution that I don't even know fixes it, whether or not yeah. I, I I think that and Paul made a good point about this. So when we were talking about this before the show, that we're covering this every week. Fuck, I cover golf seven days a week during golf season. That means basically from waste management through the end of this month before football starts. There's going to be burnout eventually when especially now because of the elevated events that there was some sort of cachet to the FedEx Cup playoffs at least initially because like oh this is like a major-esque field we haven't seen one of these since the Open Championship everyone's back together but like we've seen this tournament like 20 fucking times this year Mm -hmm. that's true so that hurts I like this course I wish this was more in the regular rotation but if the majors are going to be the sticking point to everything I, I just don't see like you I mean, this is the FedEx Cup is basically like bankrupting along with the elevated events, the PGA, anyway. Yeah. Like, the fans don't care about the $40 million. It could be
1: 50 cents. Like, it's, well, it, well, it doesn't move the say. needle for anyone. That's what I was going to say. So, everyone talks shit about Liv. Like, to me, this this where I'm not burned out at all. Of the content, I'm actually getting ramped up. NFL's coming. It's going to be the busiest time of the year for all of us doing content. I love the DFS game theory angles going through the show. That's it's going to be point. awesome. That's
2: not the point, though. Like, for the Valspar Championship, you might tune into that. Let's say you, like, you missed your deadline to get DraftKings lineups in, whatever. There's a chance you still turn it on because you like golf. Sure. There's no chance you're turning on the BMW Champion next week if you have no money on the
1: line yeah unless I have the sweat and that's you know that's the part that's what I'm saying it's more my fandom than my actual burnout or content not saying it's against that just saying in general my thing is I don't know what the fix would be but like you said I like this course there's great players out there but no one cares that they're playing for this big purse like that's becomes the live factor where people like oh it's just all exhibitions for big money it's not worth anything it's worth a lot to these guys there's life-changing opportunities out there for the players I'm saying as a fan, the fans have not got behind this concept, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. No one likes this shit. It sucks. I don't care what you do. Try something different and just see if it works. That's all, right? I can only remember two
2: playoff events, I think, ever that I've really... I mean, I cared about last year. Sure, so so did I. It was Willie Z Destiny. It it, was was Willie Z Destiny week. That was fun. Yes. And it's not like we're not going to turn on the tournament. It's not going to be good. If it's close, it's going to be good. But I vividly remember, it's funny because BMW Championship is next week at Olympia Fields, that year for the BMW Championship when Rom stormed back mm-hmm. to meet DJ in the playoff, made that huge putt. For whatever reason, that just sticks out of my mind. That was very compelling television. And Tiger, when he won the Tour Championship.
1: Correct. Yeah, I mean, this is me right now. <laughs> I, if we get those types of results, that can change everything. Obviously, I'm excited. Big golf fan, want to watch him do this for a living. This is what I'm saying. But in general, I, I said this too. I don't think it would have mattered if... Scott, I know everyone's just saying, like, everyone, someone else said this, and I thought it was a good point. Harmon, Lee Hodges, Lucas Glover coming in. Sucks the juice a little bit out of it, but they all played well. They all did their job. It's what they're supposed to do. I'm saying I honestly don't think if it went, Scotty finally finds a putter at the Open, Finau gets the job done at the 3M Open back-to-back.
2: And, J- back, and Justin Thomas wins.
1: And JT, I mean, that would have been at least maybe a little juice because they were really trying to pump up anything he did. But even if it was Henley closed the door on what you thought he was going to finally do last week and then didn't, again, unfortunately down the stretch, I, I just don't think... To pump up to what? Like we get to the same dead end is what I'm saying every single season. So I don't know. Uh, It's tough. I don't have the fix either. So it makes it challenging to kind of complain about it or poo-poo on it. But I'm saying in general, it's just when something's not working, I don't know why they continue on with it. I
2: guess the ratings are good enough for FedEx that they get the, I mean, it's not only this weekend of the ratings that pump up FedEx, although I'm pretty sure people know what FedEx is at this point.
1: I think so. When they started
2: advertising it on week
1: one. Yes. And I'm trying to tell you who's leading the well, FedEx Cup standings well, when it's first events over. Thank
2: you. And, and that's a part of it as well. Yeah. That you know they get this the season along. I saw they were like the Aeon
1: rewards thing. I still have no idea what that is. Probably. Oh, the be, the best one was last week. I forget and you're right. It was like the, I saw
2: Wiley tweeted out that Hatton was gonna win, I think, the Aeon rewards unless Steven Yeager made an eagle. I was like, What the fuck is this? Yeah, which is honestly hilarious
1: because you run this whole promo all season that everyone says like us include make fun of it, don't give a shit about this, who cares? Then you get this like crowning moment of this program where if Jager makes Eagle on 15, he wins a million dollars. If not, Hatton wins it. I swear to God, I mean, it's for a million dollars. Hatton should be on that screen on a video call from wherever he is in England, sweating it while we're watching the Jager. Like they just suck at content so bad. Like just do that, dial it in, it's a million bucks. And if you want people to understand what this thing is or care, I just know that they don't care. Maybe that's the marketing side of it. They just don't give a shit. And they're like, oh, we'll just run this. We have to run it because our promo and our sponsorship deal equals this, so we'll just do it. But they didn't even show the shot. Like, they didn't even, nothing <laughs> matters. It was nothing. Thanks for letting us know. We appreciate it. Congrats, Hatton. So
2: now we're at a point where there's no match play on the schedule. And Jeff is kind of hammered home. I, I think that's the easiest solution. But there is the tricky thing about match play. It
1: sucks. People hate it. I know. That's what's funny. <laughs> it always comes up is if we just did this, and I've said it before too, I kind of like it, but, but not everybody does. So then it becomes, well, I don't give a shit about that either. And that's why, like you said, I don't know what the fix is if it's with like the schedule change. Like, again, the PGA Championship, it has nothing to do with the PGA, by the way, PGA of America, but I'm saying, like, if they put... That used to be at the end, and you kind of had something in, I'm just... The Open didn't do it, and the Open was the closest thing, and it, it's just one of those things. It just runs off and all goes up, you know, what the shit rolls downhill, well, that's what's happening here.
2: Well, I mean, it could just be the fact that it's in August, too, and that people are just wanting to enjoy their summer and especially yeah. a lot of people who are pga fans are also big nfl fans or college football fans whatever it might be it's true that's starting very soon that maybe that there is no solution to this that people just are always going to be burnt out by this part of the season because it doesn't mean as much as the open championship to win the claret jug and no one no one cares about the amount of money they give to the winner of the open championship mm-hmm. they care about the person who wins because it's historic and they win the claret jug give them a hundred million dollars if they won the tour championship no one's
1: going to fucking care it's just not historic (laughs) he says it's not there's not that buzz to it and that's just part of it but i I do
2: i i think the best solution to all of this and i want to hear people's if you do have like good ideas solutions unique ideas it's a good time to test them out i suppose put those in the comment section after you smash the like as well to this episode but cut it down to the top 30 i'm good with that play two days and you can even do the staggered starts if you want to, to reward the people that have done well in the FedEx Cup, have a cut after two days to the final 16... 16, eight, Yeah, to the final 16 people, wherever they're at on the leaderboard. Those are now your seeds for Saturday and Sunday. You play two matches a day, match play to end it. And then you actually get full golf all day, and each of the positions plays pays something. So you go into... Saturday would be like 1 versus 16, single elimination, 2 versus 15... And then you wrap around again. Actually, you, know, you can probably just, yeah, you wrap around again to play that. And then you know, the winners move on to Sunday. Even the losers move on to Sunday. And then you play for, like the upper bracket and the lower bracket. And like winner gets $40 million, Second place gets $20 million, Third place gets $15 million, And even eighth place, like seventh versus eighth would be a difference of like $3 bucks or something like that. Then yeah. you basically have a $3 million cash game on your hand,
1: even yeah. for guys that are out of it. One thing I would say to add to that that someone did I forgot who brought this up I apologize to you but it was a good point they said what what you should do again they're bad at content let the seed it out and if Scotty's the number one seed he gets to pick from a pool who he plays like talk that wants. shit like he yeah, I'll beat you I want to play you because I and and he has to tell you why why'd you pick him they get the content in there quick go oh why are you picking him well I think my game sets up better because this and then the other dude gets fired up and starts talking shit to him. And you get like the match style set up where you have bring on again players that didn't make it. By the way, JT didn't make the playoffs. Come on back, do a little telecast for us. Get your name out there. It's good for your brand. You can talk that shit too in the booth. Again, I just think it's better content. But if you did that, it would be more like we want rivalry. Someone else said this, all those live guys going away were the heart and soul of the rivalries rivalries and the actual personalities. Well, what forces Scotty to get a personality Then Scotty, I know you're a hoo hoo guy and laughing it out, but you got to pick someone you want to play and tell me why you're beating up on them and think you're going to play them as the number one seed and they become now the 16 for, in that example or whatever. And tell me why. And, and that would be awesome content. I would love to see that. It might
2: be awesome content. I think reality TV has warped our brains a little bit because what you're describing sure. is exactly what happens on the challenge. Yeah. Like, why'd you, why you pick them? Why'd you do it? That it, kind of thing. It could be
1: too forced, yeah. right? But I'm saying at least then it could create something or you could get an actual rivalry out of it as they're battling down on a stretch, getting them to talk something back and forth. If they were going that way, I just think it's a better way of doing it than playing the seed that you land on because then it just becomes, oh, it's the boring match play again. Try and spice it up. Maybe it won't work. But try it. That's all my point. Yeah, try something try that something. goes
2: along with it. I, like I said, I like the idea of playing 36 holes, having a cut, then playing match play two a day the rest of the day for egregious amounts of money. Big
1: money then, yeah. And then there's
2: then like, hey, this is a $4 million putt. It's and like, load okay. that shit
1: up on the screen. Like, Let us know. What is this for? Get get the people at home being like, oh, man, this guy's playing for $2 million right now like on this putt. And just see if you can do something different. Again, people probably have better ideas. I just thought it was something to talk about. We can move on. Okay, let's get to the final betting card for this week. Uh, I played four
2: guys. You know, I was gonna just bet Rom and go on with it. Then decided not to do that because you know I don't win, so I'm gonna let's take play him in th- DraftKings. Yeah, I'll, I'll play him on DraftKings. I'll do whatever. But you know I love to lose money betting, mm-hmm. so instead I bet on guys who never win. Uh, I have Hatton at 27, Morikawa at 28. Knew you'd have him. Fleetwood at 33, and Sam Burns at 45. Why am I betting Tommy Fleetwood? I don't know. All right, because, I mean, yeah. I, I bet him once this year, and he lost in a playoff in Canada.
1: So you have a good, you have a good history with him, it's just not a good end result. But he, I mean, it wasn't I mean, like he didn't give you, a, he gave you a sweat. He, oh, he most definitely gave me a sweat,
2: and sometimes that's all you want. He
1: anyway. thought he was gonna make, he was thought he was making that putt, but Nick Taylor was back there draining it, and he's like, oh, I guess I don't need to see where the line of that ball goes. So
2: yeah, and game I bet, over. I bet JJ Spawn first round leader as well at seventy to one. Oh, uh, that's the play with the top five. Right there. Yeah, well, I mean, I wrote him up in the Golf Digest call. He was, like, my dark horse winner, and I do have, like, 10 bucks on him to win,
1: but... I you still got to have, to say, you got to have that out. He's going to come, like, 6 he'll be T6 after day one and then go on to win somehow. Oh, no, of course, yeah.
2: It'll work but in reverse of what normally Bet him normally first round happens. leader, but didn't but, bet him but out but right, Because but, I wrote it up, I always play every bet that I do write up, mm-hmm. even if it's, if I'm not going hard at it like I normally would. But I even put in that description, like, he's probably a better first round leader bet than outlasting these guys all four rounds. Yep. Um, he might even be a good first-round leader, bet. he's probably just a better first-round leader bet than an outright winner bet. So in the cheat sheet in the newsletter, will just say first-round leader, but I, like I said, I have a little on the outright sprinkle. Probably wouldn't recommend that. You got much. room
1: for it with that card. I like the card. I like Hatton. We'll get to it. But uh, also, um, any thoughts on Cam Young? You didn't have him. I think he started the week at a 50. No, thank you. And then rolled down. Burns did the same thing. Like, I caught Burns at 45. I think he's down to 30 now. I got Ann at 75, and then he's down to... 50-ish. You Really think Ben Ann's gonna win this tournament? No, I like the each way though. Okay, it's a fair, it's a fair each way. And yeah. he's playing bad. Be- I mean, he's definitely playing good right now. I think he sets up well, just an example. But yeah, there, there wasn't much else out there. I bet the Putnam at one twenty five. I think some got one fifty again, better each way. But I like at these numbers, I'll take it. Kind of set up well for everything I looked at. So yeah, I like Putnam as well. I, I could
2: potentially add him to the first round leader list.
1: Makes sense for that more. So he's he looks like he's getting very popular in the sense of like double digits in that bottom six K range. So it's like that that would worry me because just everybody's the same dude. Down there, for the most part, you could make your case for him, but it's history year. But it doesn't really matter. It's one week of golf. It's a no-cut event. It's just so much on the line. Everything can change in a heartbeat. So Oh, for sure. One and done,
2: I have Burns. Jeff has Win DC. Cust is taking Ricky Fowler. I think unless one of us wins this tournament, unless I win this, unless Sam Burns wins this tournament, I think Cust locks up the one and done in our three-man for the year. So that's no fun.
1: Wow. Well, U- U.S. Open specialist and now one and done specialist And as one and well? done
2: specialist, Yeah. yeah. It's been a big year for him. I think he the the gods are treating him well, which usually means NFL
1: season is going to be a real kick in the teeth for him. Which means great for everybody else because we're going to get wonderful content from Cuss. And we
2: have that starting next week. I actually have a Cuss Corner coming out tomorrow. Uh, I think it's still like a three-hour final best of of last season. Cuss Dream Home. Which is is it going to be
1: when he's like telling you how much Aaron Rodgers is shit, and now it's like <laughs> the opposite? Like Cuss said this, now he says this. Well, we
2: have that. We recorded a the our like the kickoff that we do every year with me, Jeff, and Tim of the ranking of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a two year period. Like, who would you want as your quarterback? And somehow, miraculously, um, Aaron Rodgers has vaulted up Tim's list after being, after he won the MVP the second time didn't crack Cuss top ten, but now. You know, he's really feeling Aaron Rodgers being good. Funny how that works. He also hates uh, Sean Payton because he was mean to Nathaniel Hackett. And then we found a clip of Tim just eviscerating Nathaniel Hackett.
1: Oh, gosh, this is going to be good.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> it's, right. it's pretty decent. Uh, weather-wise, what are you seeing? You see a bit of rain on Thursday morning?
1: Yeah, it's always tough to tell. I was here last year. It's a great spot, good course, hot, everything like that. But just in general, uh, all I'm seeing is on Thursday morning, it looks like possible heavy rain from 8 to about lunchtime. So I'm not sure how that would work. They'll play through it, I'm assuming. But then, do you have lift clean in place? Like I, I just again too too early probably to tell. It's it's Wednesday morning, but I think that uh, you know for now it's something to look at. I I just don't see anything else other than that. And the temperatures aren't crazy. On Friday afternoon, they do pick up and get a little bit hotter. 93. That's pretty hot.
2: Yeah, I mean 81 is pretty hot. And that's what's going to be in the morning.
1: Yeah, and the mornings do start out cold. I mean that's the other thing with the rain coming in on Thursday. It's going to be 70, 68 that's, that, that to is, 75. That is not cold. No, I'm saying in the difference of the afternoon gets to 90 for the mornings, 68 to 70, it's definitely difference that they're going to be playing in. And then on Friday, it's the same thing. 75 to 80. Then the afternoon goes to 95. Pretty much standard across the board. I don't care about that as much. I'm saying definitely it mattered. Like, I think last week you saw it uh, or sorry, it was two weeks ago. I guess at the three I'm open when I was there, the, the guys in the morning, not as solid as the ones in the afternoon or sorry, um, the opposite, the opposite. But because it was getting up to like hundred and one in the mm-hmm. afternoon when I was in uh, Minnesota there, so did you find it really muggy in Minnesota? Insanely muggy. Like I got off the airplane and I was almost melting. <laughs> we got out there waiting just for the Uber and I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. Like they told me <laughs> it was gonna be hot. This was pretty pretty humid. Yeah, it was like
2: that in june when i was there too and then they, we they finally had some like lightning storm for 20
1: minutes and it broke everything up and it was like completely fine
2: yeah after that did you enjoy your experience
1: oh absolutely did loved it DraftKings put on a good event good event i went with my guy todd i was the plus one he shipped the tournament millie milli up top oh really on the automatic I, I TOCC. yeah It was crazy it was a uh, it was nuts i uh you know i was nursing the knee injury and i was like i was telling him like I, I can't walk as many holes with you he wants to go out and sweat it and walk everything but on sunday the difference maker for him was adam svensson Canadian guy, Canadian. is was like five percent. He's like, we, we got to go walk with him. Let's just do the back nine. I was like, okay, I can do that. It's a little cooler in the morning. You should have applied for handicap status and got a cart. Everyone okay. gets a cart. Did not you see the Wyndham
2: Championship? were <laughs> just cruising around on carts. Yeah, we were
1: okay. I felt like I could make it through this, but then Swenson does his job. He shoots a four under round, and we get to watch it through at the back. And he's like, looking at me, he's like, "Well, Finau does anything, it's over." And that's really what it came down to. So sure enough, he talks me into the back nine with Finau. I got him to dice up a few holes. Like, let's go to the scoring holes only. But there's like four or five of those but we just watched Finau miss every single putt. And he's looking at me, he's like, no, gotta have faith, gotta have faith. And then on 18, he has he gets it out to the fairway, and the big water shot, it's basically, that's gonna decide. Like, if he goes in the water one or two times here, it's gonna be bad for my guy. And he's like, just hit the green. And it was like, he was going for it, and it just hit the back and, and rolled up onto the back of the green. He's still three putt from there and made par. But the one under bogey free round was enough to get the job done and he shipped it for a million bucks and an automatic tournament champion seat which i was told will be in key west for the conference championships
2: oh that sounds like a lot of fun maybe they need to send pat mayo to go cover that I know I'm going. I would go to Key West in the middle of January. Plus, plus one, baby. I can go see, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of the real world Key West with mm-hmm. Sir Jonathan Bananas, his season back in 2003.
1: Yeah. So I've been there. I went there for the King of the Beach in 2017. It was in Key West? It was in Key West. I got third. It was an incredible experience. That place is awesome. Where do you fly into, Miami? Or is there uh, an airport there? So what we did is different because I went with a buddy and we flew in. It was after the hurricane out there. So we flew into Miami watched a went to an NBA game rented a car and then drove down through it so you could kind of see everything that had happened and went on so I don't I don't know what the exact setup would be but that's how we did it
2: if it is a bit soggy in the morning would you want the guys going out right away like showdown or first round leader
1: wise yeah definitely like that I mean it's, it's it would likely be like you said again we'll have to wait and see but you'd have to assume with it looks like a decent enough amount of rain that then it would probably be lift clean in place a little bit cooler temperatures in the afternoon where it's not too cold but it's just right where you kind of set it up, and then you get the softer conditions, fresh greens, everything like that. I, I would assume that would be the best play for me.
2: Who is going out the earliest that we like? Spawn has like the last tee time for a first round leader. First, I think so. First so that's off great.
1: Is uh, Davis Riley, Dietrich, Dtree and somebody else? They'd and really Taylor
2: out. Montgomery, Mac Hughes, Hoagie, Hoagie'd Hoagie, Hoagie nice. first round leader, like yeah. with lift clean in place in play, so, and just go fire at some pins, Tom Hoagie. He yeah. might shoot eight over, but...
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I think that's what you're looking for, is like guys like that again. you're just And again, you're also talking for first-round leader, what you're mentioning right now, or, or showdown or something. You're looking for the spike rounds. That's that's more likely what he's going to give you. Like He can go 66, 66, 75. We're hoping it's the oh. 60. But he needs lower than that here. I'm just saying like I would expect something like that would be a good way to go about it. Who else is out early?
2: Uh, also out early, Mac Hughes is out early. JT Poston, Hadwin, Patrick Rogers. The is out early.
1: So is Lee Hodges. J T posting a number that that's a good one, I think. Yeah, but his odds are like terrible. Yeah, probably not getting good odds. I'm just saying if you, you could definitely, I could definitely see J T posting like minus six, done, like it just happens. That's what he does. So I, I could definitely see that. Lee Hodges, maybe the spike round and then falls off. I highly know he's going to win again. But just to point out, like I think that would be interesting. And then I think I'm going to ride with Tom Hoagie. I, I like the Hoagie call. What's his odds? Uh, I don't know. I don't have them up in front of me. You're like JT Poston's, but his odds suck. I, like, I just right? I
2: just I know what his outright. I don't know what. Hoagie's yeah, you know it's going to convert are. over. I got you. Yeah. But the unless you're at the very top of the board, your numbers always get crunched on a first round leader versus what they are. So I would guess that Poston's probably like 45, 50 to one first round leader. Where I'm guessing that Hoagie's probably I can't even find it for some reason. Finishing round position, end of round leader. Where are we at here? JJ Spawn 75 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. Should have been it there. Hoagie is 80 to one. Like it. Whereas Poston is? 35 to one. Oh, let's see. Poston. Show me a lot of uh, JT Post. He's all over this. He's 55 to one. Eh, not the worst, but I, I, like, I like the Hoagie call. I mean, he's the same as Thigala. I mean, is 60. I think I'd rather take Thigala as a first round leader of guys going out. I know he can go low.
1: Yeah. It's just the problem is he, like, if you were playing a birdies prop, he'd be great. The problem of going low is he might make seven birdies with six bogeys and be the same, and that's just that's why he's a good showdown play. That's why if you have a birdies prop on some of these other sites, that's perfect. But for something like that, it's it's possible, definitely, and the odds are okay. I like it for the odds, but yeah, I would I like your hoagie call. I like posting at that number. I'm not he's not the worst. I, I would look at those two.
2: We need a winner in the one and done, or we are done. To try to make the money.
1: I think we are done, but we still need a winner.
2: Well, we are not done. I mean, we can't win, but like to get into the money. Oh, yeah. We, we can make we some need cash still. Yeah. Definitely. You know who the best player we have available is? Who is it? Jason Day. <laughs> okay. Jason Day, Brian Herman, Russell Henley, Straka, your boy Ben Ann, Corey Connors. Ugh,
1: times are so tough. The
2: glove. Should have used the glove last week. That would have been That would have been solid. You want to you bet Ben
1: Ann, you want to use Ben Ann? No. Okay. Not really. I don't even love that bet anymore. I just like that the the value on it right now that it dropped. So Corey uh, Connors? I could do some Connors. Let's go Canadian. Canadian Corey Connors or Russell Henley. I think I like Connors better, man. All right. Connors it is. Not been good at this course. Just like Max Homa. Yeah. I don't I don't care about that as much. Let's just let's just go with our guy. He can hit the fairway, ball strike it up. Let's go Craig Honors. I like
2: it. M- Max Homa has played this tournament six times. He played it as a WGC. He's played it as a playoff event. He played it as the St. Jude Classic against a bunch of Billy
1: Horschel and a bunch of scrubs, basically. He's never finished better than T41. And that's the thing, though, because guess what? Max Homa also had similar numbers to those in majors and now finally popped his chair and got a top 10 at the Open. So now can he pop this one and get a good, a good finish here? Maybe. That's the narrative, Pat that's narrative you want to play that's the one I want to make up yeah just because I do want to play him so I over long term and stuff I've got him just as good as some of those guys that he's around and then obviously that range is loaded so you can mix it up there but I see him somewhere in the 10 to 12 percent range right now
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
2: Serving collectors since 1945. Well, let's get in to DraftKings and try to figure this out. Build some lineups. Talk about some ownership. Again, play in the Listener's League. That link is down in the description. The NFL Week 1 Listener's League also available. Go play in that. Sub to runthesims.com as well to get all of your optimizers, your simulations that you can completely customize, betting and DFS. But, I mean, the Showdown Simulator is the key product mm-hmm. on the site. Is far and away the best one. Going, I uh, use code Mayo, get 10% off, get like the test stuff for the year. See how you do. I've won the past two years with Run the Sims. I had a gr- I need football to come back because I actually won playing football last year.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that beyond <laughs> the FedEx conversation up top, but definitely just excited for football as well starting in September. Yeah, we're going to have to do a uh, strategy show soon. Yes, we are. We're going to talk shows. We're going to do some shows. Yeah, we're going to do some shows. We'll yeah. see how it goes.
2: Um, what is going to be the most popular lineup, do you think? Or at least, let's take players out of the mix for a minute. What do you think the most popular build
1: is going to be this week? Stars and Scrubs. For sure? Looks like it. Yeah, ownership would say that everybody in the mid-tier is all like that 15% or less range, and the guys up top, you're seeing some of them 16. It's going to be spread out, but you're still seeing it. Like, it's really easy to get to Scotty or to Rory because twofold. One, you've got plays in the 6K range that people actually like, Andrew Putnam. And then you also have guys in the 6K range that are legit dudes. This is 70 of the best FedEx Cup standings, guys, whether you believe it or not and wonder how guys like Mackenzie Hughes and Matthew Smith and all those guys, people make fun of how they get in from the start of the season and their swing seasons finishes and all that. Sure, but you're allowed to go play it too if you want. Like if you're worried about that, go play those events. It's how people want to treat their schedule, and that's fine. So the point is, Pat, there's guys down here at the bottom that you can definitely get behind. Like Lee Hodges just won. He's $6,500. It's a no-cut event. He gets four rounds guaranteed. You you definitely are going to see Stars and Scrubs heavy. And then, you know, some people will go a little bit different and go like a start with Xander or a start with Hatton. But I just don't see that being as popular when you've got Rom, Rory, and Scheffler right up top. So here's the chalk from $7,100 and down. And I'm getting this from
2: FantasyNational.com, real-time ownership projections based on the new information we get when people are generating lineups. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get full access to that. Grio going to be popular at $7,100. Below that, Rye and Harris English will generate some buzz. Not a ton, but some buzz. More than like Hadwin, for example, who like no one is using. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Cole, Alex Smalley, and Svensson all project to be pretty popular. I would say probably around double digits. Maybe one of them gets more, one of them gets less. But those are the names that are popping up from that range. Then you have Putnam, who you mentioned, who is probably for sure going to be double digits. I have them 10 to 12. So, because Hodges, Putnam, and Shank seem to be the three getting all the oxygen below 6,800.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I was just looking for Hodges, 6,500, right? So he is, uh, yeah, he's right there behind Putnam for me. And then... Then Shank is the other one. Yeah, I've got Shank with some there, but Shank is squeezed between those two, and I think people just lean on them. Like, definitely Putnam right there takes away from Shank somewhat, and then you have Hodges right above. Spawn. Gets uh, late steam all the time, so I think Spawn could get a little love down here, and then I think you called it with Rye, English, and uh, Emiliano Grillo. So looks like that for
2: me. So of all of those guys we just mentioned, who's the one that you actually like?
1: Spawn. Spawn. I mean, but Spawn's not going to be. Spawn's not going to break five percent. I have, I got him over that still, and he gets late steam, but I still like him. Okay. Rye's but... Rye's fine at seven seven k. What about Putnam? Yeah, Putnam's fine. It's just again, you got to be thinking about how you're playing them because I think it's going to be pretty popular once someone goes spawn they go right up to the top yeah so let's try to build that one
2: let's go let's go Putnam Putnam $6,400 do you think people will pair
1: Putnam up with another 6k guy it's tough to say it's very possible because it's it's very doable but I was just going back to look at some of the guys you know that's the problem the 7k range I just don't see the 7K range, I thought, would get more love than it did. Some of the same guys are still getting love, but it doesn't seem like enough for me. So maybe I got to look at my numbers a little bit and adjust. But I thought you would see guys like Connors, Ann, Jaeger, Poston, Siwoo get more love because they always do. But maybe it's just because, again, the, the product of how you're setting things up right now, it doesn't look like it. So let's go. Who, who do you think is like, how do you think this sets up in the 8K range? Because if you go Putnam, I think people like Sam Burns. I think people like Wyndham Clark. I think they like Colin Morikawa, Fleetwood, all those guys, and they're in the 9K. But just to say, it feels like that's kind of the build, right? Like I mean, that
2: that could be the build. Three of the 9K guys, which I mean, everyone, the the people that are not garnering, I mean everyone's basically Spieth isn't getting a ton of love. Day isn't getting a ton of love. Homa, Finau, Fitzpatrick. Like those are, and it's not like they it's 70 man field. They're going to be at least 8% owned a piece, but they're not going to be 25% or 17% like a lot of the other guys are going to be this week. I think if people go to Putnam, they're just instantly clicking Scheffler.
1: That's what I was just going to say. Let's do it that
2: way. And that leaves you with 7,900 bucks for your final four players. So if you did want to go back down to the 6K range with one of the other popular guys, and it doesn't need to be the low 6Ks, you could end up with, let's see here. I did say Shank was going to be relatively popular. Hodges, let's say Lee Hodges.
1: All right. There's, there, do, there's no reason for
2: Lee Hodges not to be popular this week, right? Right, let's go with Hodges. So we'll go with Hodges. He's super cheap. And now we have 8,300 for our final spots, which means if you throw in Grio, who's 71, who is projecting to be very popular, we're now up to 9,000 for two guys. So you who got, do you think is the 8K guy, though, that people play? I think it's Burns.
1: Burns, if you Har- go Burns Harmon, someone like that. If you
2: go Burns at eighty-one, I mean, Cantlay is one of the few slipping through the cracks this week. It looks like
1: no, it's Burns. It is Burns
2: Cantlay. It's Burns Cantlay or Harmon Fowler. I would suspect more people play Burns Cantlay. I think more people will play Wyndham Clark and Tommy Fleetwood. Let's see. Does that fit? Oh yeah, it fits with money left over too. You could get Grio up to. Yeah, there's no one there. Is the thing. There's no one until you get to Straka. I maybe, guess maybe be, maybe that's the move because Straka is going to be pretty popular. You could go Straka Xander Straka
1: Hovland. I don't think those two are popular. I think it would be I think it would be what you just said: Windy, Tommy Fleetwood, and then it would probably be Grillo up to Poston.
2: How okay of, of the bottom guys of the eights? I'm just trying to look at the numbers. These so, project
1: well too, so it's so definitely so Burns build.
2: Tom Kim is at the upper sevens. But yeah, it really does seem like it's Burns. Burns and Clark seem to be the two chalk plays in the
1: 8K range. So let me take out Tommy for a second and go back to Burns. That left 8,400. I mean, Hatton. Oh, here you go, here you go. It's Hatton, Wyndham, Clark, is the answer. Well, what th- well, this build might be unique then because it has no nines and no sevens. But if that same build you just said, if I go Putnam, Lee Hodges, and Scheffler, you can close it out with Burns, Wyndham, Clark, and Brian Harmon, who all project as the highest-owned 8K guys. Okay. So I just think, again, I don't know if it'll be unique overall, but it, because it has no 10K, no 9K, and no 6 or sorry, no 7K, that's actually an interesting build because I'm not sure how many people will land on all of them. It does have a little bit higher ownership overall, but still, it depends on where people land, or you could swap out one or two of those spots. But what, what was your final version that you just had? with uh, Scheffler,
2: mm-hmm. Hatton, Burns, Grio, Putnam,
1: Hodges. And Grio? yeah, I see it. So leaves, leaves 100 on leaves the back. Leaves 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that one's fine too. You could turn Hatton into Cantley if you wanted to. Yeah, that's what it was because we had Cantley there before, but you're right, Hatton. So, okay. Yeah, I can see that one too. Uh, like I said, that one's probably, probably the more common type build. What I'm you know, lost at is that, again, like I said, when I go back and look to start the week, like Connors, Denny, Benny Ann, Oh, Yager. No, no, one, no one can ever play Denny again. He
2: sucked <laughs> last week. Remember?
1: Yeah, it's, I, I didn't. I, I was expecting him to be the flop lag guy in there that maybe could come back from that. But I'm just curious what that build looks like if you just pick like two of those guys. So Benny for sure, and then who's the other 7K guy that you would like in there? Would it be? Hmm. Connors?
2: I I mean I kind of shit on Homa cuz he's never really done anything at this tournament, but I actually think that on paper Keegan Bradley rates out excellently and he's going to be like 6% owned.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to I was going to talk to you about building that uh the Ryder Cup build, the Ryder Cup narrative build. So, how about this lineup? What do we got? And uh, doesn't even
2: need to be him. Can I get to nah, I can't quite get to Rom. That sucks. One sec. Let me let me rejig this for a sec. There's two versions of this lineup you can play. Rom, Wyndham, Clark as your first two players. Okay. Keegan, Ben Ann, Denny, and Connors. Let me see how this one projects out. Rom. So no nines, no sixes. Rom, Wyndham, Benny
1: Ann, Denny, Denny Connors, Keegan Bradley. I think this is unique for sure like from a strategy perspective, what people are doing, like you're on 11, 8, and all 7s, and it projects, okay, and it comes in a little lower ownership, so I don't hate that. What was the one I was just going to tell you about? This is another build I think will be popular, was... Was it 3.9s? No, it had the 8K guys in it. I was just trying to find it here. Scheffler, Harman. Oh, it has Sheffler in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, So this, this build also, and it doesn't project as well as the one you just said, but if you go Scheffler... And then you go Burns and Harmon, you can go Benny, Ann, Connors, and Putnam. So another way that people can use Putnam there with Scheffler, I think, ends up like that. So, so it's not as unique. I'm just saying, like, I could see that being the build, too. It's the two 8K guys, the two 7K guys, and a six gets you up to the top. Of the 10K guys,
2: do you have a preference of any one or two of them over the other three?
1: I like Scotty. Oh, 10K guys, sorry? Or oh, like t- above? Ten
2: and, to like from Scotty to Xander. Yeah, so for me, it's Scotty and Rom. Scotty and Rom mm-hmm. over Hovland. I, I think I like Rom and Hovland the best. My numbers would tell you that Shoffley is like the best play, but I, 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 think I like they always say that.
1: My three and I talked about this yesterday with Hoop was Scotty and Rom and then X was right behind him. All right, so how do we build a Scotty Rom lineup? I don't think you do, but you, you could. could. You can. Let's see. Spawn. Putnam. So this is interesting. We'll build it and then I'll talk through a strategy piece here. And for we're a still at sixty nine hundred bucks. Jesus um hoagie <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah all right we're up to 7500 for our last guy denny ben Ann, glover siwu yeah ben
1: Benan. i mean who cares yeah Just so go. it's yeah these lineups suck well this is what i want to talk about it's actually a good strategy piece he said we're gonna do a strategy show soon for nfl like this is all awesome stuff you know this is what i love to talk about but this is what okay so this is the equivalent pat of in showdown when people have this punt play like all oh, the isaiah likely the backup tight end for the the ravens I'm going to use him in the captain tonight. Well, everyone's on to him now. They know what he did in preseason. They play him. He goes in the captain slot. Guess what people fill it out with? The exact same lineup. The exact same variations. You end up on the exact same shit as everybody else. Now you've hurt yourself. Now it's an even worse play than you think. Just because you can fit everything doesn't make it good because when it hits, you're in such little room to move with leverage factor. And that's what happens here. When you go Scotty Rom, who everyone thinks are the best two up top right now, again, maybe that's a case to make for Rory or Hovland or whatever you want to do with that information. But... When you plug in Putnam and now you land in the same zone, yes, you, maybe you, you, your Hoagie spawn is different than everybody else. Yeah, You've so given yourself, no, you need all these things to happen. You need like a shootout.
2: And then you're playing a 1v1 of Tom or Hoagie versus Lee That's why this is
1: a bad build. It doesn't matter. if Even if you get in with unique lineup somehow with this, it's a bad build because of that. You need the shootout between um, Scheffler and Rom, which by the way, the, the top dogs have not done well here any of the years, the last four years when it was a... Uh, WGC, when it was in, the, the top guys just don't do well here in in those years. And then on top of it, after that shootout, you need to hammer down this parlay of three 6K guys and Benny and Chalk to hit using this build. Again, people, you can switch it up one or two spots yourself. I'm just saying you're not really giving yourself anything interesting here. I think it's actually more interesting to go the other way. And you brought it up, Pat, but like what if you start, you, you liked Hatton over Cantley in that spot? Yeah. I think starting your lineup with Hatton. Imagine Hatton's your first guy in and build what that looks like. The problem is, is that worth the trade-off that you're going you're gonna to eventually end up
2: in the 7K range, be it the mid-7s or low-7s? Is the trade-off between the mid-7s and mid-6s worth it to start with Hatton versus... I mean, I like Hatton. I'm good with doing it. But is the difference between, let's say, Hovland and Hatton, which is, what, $700, the same as the difference between, let's say... Steven Yeager and JJ Spawn or Matt Coocher or I
1: think the play is that again, you're argu- like what you're arguing is not you specifically, but people would be asking this and people talk about this is you're giving up win equity because you're not playing a Scotty, a Rory, a Ram, a Hovland, an X, whatever. Like I just said, the history will tell you those guys have not won here. Like that's that's not who wins here, it's these other guys. And an example, Pat, would be just quickly Hatton Fleetwood morikawa that's it burns <laughs> well i went morikawa Speeth, putnam hodges you have the same putnam hodges we have four 9k guys that all have win equity you can't tell me like you'd be if, if Speeth wins this you're surprised no fleetwood probably because he never wins but man like he's due to win something hatton you know was what's hatton uh you know ricky fowler without the win he's played very good in all these top events i, I wrote him done up. the same thing he's I, solid i wrote him up this week
2: I mean, he, he and Fleetwood both fit the trend line. And listen, trends aren't predictive, but it just continues to happen this year on tour. Like the guys that are super close to winning, they, they're, they're just winning yeah. at some point. So yeah. Hatton and Fleetwood are the two closest to that. Hatton's played 15 events on the PGA Tour this year. He's come top six. He has seven top six finishes in those 15 events. And he's only finished outside the top 24 times. Yeah, He's just been great all year.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you on him. I agree with all that. I said that's why I compared him to the Ricky thing because I said it's like, the same Day did it. Wrote, like All these guys did it. Hatton, Glover just did it. Hatton doesn't win. They'll say that. But again, you can make this case for a lot of guys. Surprisingly, it's actually, so like just some to rattle him off. Xander, and he's top dog, 10K. I'm just saying like my he's only 300 bucks more than, or 500 bucks more than Hatton. He's been the same way all season. Morikawa, blue one win. And then has a bunch of other top finishes, rounding into form a little bit. Of course, that could set up well for him. But people say he hasn't won and doesn't win. The guy's a winner. He can win. Uh, Fleetwood. Yeah, he's won two majors. Not a winner. Right. Well, again, because people, it's only what have you done for me lately? You suck if you haven't done shit lately. Like that's how it works. But Fleetwood, we can make fun of him that you know he still ha- holds that tag of the F in Fleetwood stands for fraud. Ricky's broken out of it with Fowler. Finau's broken out of it with Finau. Who cares what the events are that they win? They got the job done. But listen to this one. You just said the Burns thing, and it made me think of this. You can you can now go Hatton. Morikawa, Fleetwood, guess what? Fleetwood doesn't need a win when you've got Hatton, Morikawa jammed in there. You still get Sam Burns. You get your guy, Keegan Bradley, and you land on Putnam. If ah. you don't want Keegan Bradley, you could play a guy that actually wins over Putnam. Uh, I pick Ho- Kitayama. Yeah, you could play, but you could play Lee Hodges, a guy that just won a PGA tournament, and get to Corey Connors or Thigala as well. Like again, you these are the types of builds I'm saying that again, are you leaving win equity on the table? No one even knows, on top of the it, fact that the history it, says no. You said there's no cut in this event, right? Correct. Okay, so I'm good with playing Kitiyama.
2: Yeah, me too. What's his price actually? 6400 $6, $6, at 1% ownership? Yeah, that's crazy. versus Lee Hodges at also 12%. Uh,
1: Yama sucks every week unless he's awesome. Isn't there a <laughs> why, why do people talk about API here? Some like I thought I thought that someone was making that comp this week, and it was kind of intriguing for some something. I can't remember yeah, what course. it was, but Hatton, yeah. by the way, API Hatton specialist, a- so we got Hatton and Kitiyama in this lineup now.
2: Ah, uh, API. That's that's interesting.
1: I'd have to go look it back up. I think it was in, it's definitely one of the articles that I put in the tidbits that I brought out. I mean, that would make sense just because, I mean, whenever
2: you get a, there's the most water bottles at any tournament, at this tournament. Yes. You find water everywhere. Since 2003, I think. It's like, yeah. So PGA National has a lot of water balls, but it's not the same as Bay Hill. Like Bay Hill is a long course that you have to go after. You have to use driver everywhere. Not to say that you don't at PGA National, but you can lay back. A lot of the water balls are on par threes, where I think this one off the tee more aligns with Bay Hill than it does with PGA National. It's like Sawgrass. Sawgrass are going in the water everywhere. Right. But you don't have to use driver at Sawgrass. You do have to use driver here would be my contention with that. Kiyama, so, baby. Let's let me look past 24 rounds average at just at tpc southwind let's see here straka i guess there's the honda cup <laughs> yes straka harris english tom kim the Gala, denny lee hodges you know, These it's pretty good these are the best players at this course per round and strokes
1: gained i just rat, rattled off then it's rory and hideki and burns i'm just trying to look at uh this year so so interestingly enough like this year's kitty yama won obviously at the api got the job done you know big elevated event over scotty over rory over English. some of the guys usually, again, Hatton in the mix because he does well there. Um, Thigala pops again, and you've mentioned him a couple times now, and we've, we've, he, just, he popped in that. You just said his name again. So Thigala is interesting. When I see something like that, that kind of stands out for me a little bit. Davis That's, Riley was up the board this that was, time around. That was in four rounds
2: for Thigala. Davis Riley had an amazing Saturday, I want to say. Where he was like 65 on Saturday or Sunday.
1: That's how he got himself back into it. And then I don't see, like, too many others that we've mentioned or talked about. What did we bring up? Jason Day for? Oh, he's the best guy we had left. Uh, yeah, nothing special. He, he actually it. popped at that tournament, so it was kind of... He was popping or until he won. I mean, he actually popped at the Open Championship
2: as well. But before that, like, he won the Byron Nelson. He's like, good enough for me. I'm taking
1: the year off. Like, this lineup, Pat. You go, you go Hatton, Morikawa, Fleetwood, Sam Burns, Thigala, Kidiyama. That's got firepower for a no-cut event. I mean, with scoring with ceiling scores like these guys can put up numbers, and some of the stuff matches up. It doesn't all have to match up. I'm saying you could make a case that that could be sort of up the leaderboard on Sunday, and then you need to get the winner out of it. But that's where all the win equity goes away if it ends up being a Burns win or a Morikawa win or something like that to cap off the, the you know the regular season leading in. Now we're in the playoffs, the first round, where these guys get the job done. Now as a you know they like here's the Morikawa storyline. He choked away the lead at the start of the season. And wins the FedEx Cup? But he wins the first FedEx Cup event. Maybe he goes all the way because you get the two thousand points. By the way, that's the other gripe. I'm not we're not going to spend time on this. but Just to say it, like because the variance now goes up. Like it's two thousand points instead of five hundred. and Whoever wins the first event is now vaulted to like a hot chance to win all the money. Like I, I don't well, like that either. See, I, I actually do like that. They need to do something, but I, I don't, I don't cause like because it,
2: it puts emphasis on being good in the playoff events.
1: Yeah. It, it does. Like, it's you just, get your like spot,
2: and, like, if you are near the very top because you played well all year, you're basically guaranteed... Basically, everyone inside the top 15 right now is guaranteed to play in the Tour Championship.
1: Yeah. I guess it makes so sense. You give, yeah, I mean, it does make sense. It gives, I just, it I gives 15
2: guys a chance. I don't
1: necessarily love it because of how it shakes out. And again, the only reason I say it, your point is right and correct. I agree. But that's what ends up... That's another reason that pisses people off or why they don't give a shit at the end. Because, like, okay, now this guy's, like, a lock to be top five he's already in Eastlake it's done like he's there takes a spot away from this if it's someone else it's like cool story but do we really care no do we have the best no cut players is that something I can look
2: up I don't think we can oh yeah no cut cut type there we go thanks fantasy national what do we got didn't even know that was the thing let's look at uh, past 24 rounds no cut events Who's why don't you, you look up longer
1: for this why because I think it's way more important all right, seventy-five rounds. Yeah, like give me something. Yes. Okay. Like ask, who actually crushes these events with real rounds? Let's talk about that.
2: Uh, average. Well, a lot of like Scotty Shaffler only has forty-four rounds total, total in no cut events. Let's go. So Scotty. Well, no, he wasn't the the leader. He was just.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying that. Sorry, just, go he doesn't ahead.
2: have seventy-five rounds of data.
1: I'm just excited for this build. Go ahead. I want, I want to talk about this one. So this uh, is the well, no. It's gonna be spin. tough to fit in Rory, Rom, Shafley, Hatton, Matsuyama. So Hideki, start with the value. By the way, one note on Hideki, because we probably aren't gonna spend time on him or whatever we're doing here. But my point is, uh, last week, he like we called it on the round two showdown show. We rounded out, by the way, the showdown shows for the season, not for the playoffs. Yep. There's showdown, we'll have content on the site at Ship Nation, but it's no point for these shows for these small fields. But like we called Hideki mailing it in. That's what he did on the last season. If he's not in it, he doesn't care. So everyone's gonna be like, oh, he sucks, he hasn't shown form, all that. It was also, if you go look at his stats last week, it was like two bad holes that caused this. I actually think Hideki is interesting this week at 8,400 where it doesn't seem like anyone's going to go there with all the other options around him.
2: Yeah, it does seem strange that, uh, I mean, 10% potentially.
1: He'll be like just yeah. behind Harmon, I think. I'd think. I think Harmon gets a little boost there, but yeah, you're right. Like, let's say 7 to 10 on Hideki. That'd be awesome. 10 or 11, whatever. Fair. I just find it surprising that no like the Gala, I legit had projected under 3%. Hopefully that stays. I mean, he can definitely score in bunches. He can. And he's another guy, too, that will outscore his finishing position. Well, like yeah, you,
2: especially in a no-cut event.
1: You, well, that's what I'm saying. You get the Thigala 31st, and you're like, ah, that's not really what I wanted. But at that price, it's pretty fair. He's middle of the pack pricing, middle of the pack, pack finish. But what if he's the top 20 scorer on the week? That's solid. Then we, you're happy about that.
2: that. That's a big if and but. But what's probably going to happen? It's like, oh, he
1: outscored his six, T69 because he was 54th in scoring. Yeah, yeah, you're a, you got to put it. You're putting him way down the board. I feel like he popped more. So after okay, the studs you said and Hideki, where does that list go with some value plays?
2: Can't lay. Okay. Not a value. Sam Burns is after that. Thomas Dietrich in four rounds only, at sixty nine hundred dollars. Patrick Rogers in twelve
1: rounds. I'll take Rogers there only because he's actually been doing shit lately. Yeah. At the three M Open, he was a he missed a five foot birdie on the last for all four under seventy. Shot a nine under, I remember correctly. So like, in before that, he'd been in a playoff and lost to Akshay. So I mean, like, this guy is something that he, he can do something. He's fine. That's my biggest grievance of the FedEx Cup playoffs that Akshay's not in them. That's that's sad. It's but it's also on him. Like why did you WD an event where you could have he could have played an extra event to get in? Well, into I think it?
2: that he thought that he was in, because all the rumors were that he wasn't. Also, I fucked up bigly on the Monday show. I was looking at like the wrong schedule for next year, I think. Okay. Because people pointed that out. I guess the players is still a cut event.
1: Yeah, they they changed it around too, where it was like, didn't they pull back on four events? Yeah. Of like, the fourteen or something. I, I guess I
2: looked at an older version of what it was and I was like outraged. Well it also just came
1: out too. Like it's fine, but like the swing season this year is only, I believe, eight events. Maybe that's what it always is. It just feels like they were more spaced out. And with Ryder Cup and everything, it just felt like we got more time off for some reason during NFL kicking off. And then yeah, the new schedule just came out and gotta look at it a little a little harder myself.
2: Other than that, Sam Ryder at six thousand, that's only eight rounds. Aaron Rye and Bo Hostler both with twelve rounds apiece. And this is average scoring. Uh, so if I, let's say I sh- this will probably work itself out better. So long-term, we found the guys at the very top that were good consistently in no-cut events. If we take a look at the past 12 rounds, to kind of even everyone out with all the players in the field. While you're pulling that, can I just give the
1: quick lineup? Let's hear it. This is interesting, actually. So Rom Cantley, then you go skip the 9k, or skip the uh, the other guys in the 9k, and you go down to Hideki Burns, Rogers Ryder. That's a firepower lineup, Pat pretty good actually it, it projects only five points less than the best one that we made so far surprisingly
2: well and if no or sorry f-
1: it actually doesn't it's like 15 but it's five less than the one that we made that we thought was good okay so it's not bad so if we go to past 12 rounds right. can't lay
2: rory rom fitzpatrick are your top four okay so fitzy then he's
1: 8600 versus those guys are very expensive so we'll you start. could even
2: start Cantley
1: Fitz if you wanted to yeah, let's do that now who's some of the guys below
2: Hovland and Xander. okay sung jay and burns then Hatton.
1: Hatton keeps popping up on all of these. Hatton's pretty you bet him at twenty seven, right?
2: Uh then Dietrich's there as well. So
1: let's just try this
2: Dietrich play yeah, D- for you. Dietrich and Patrick Rogers both remain up where they are, as does Sam Ryder. But again, they had the limited round, so that's not penalizing them at all. Corey Connors, Rye, Hostler, Mac Hughes at six thousand dollars.
1: Man, it's a weird build. Hoagie. <laughs> Yeah, trying to see because like Fitzpatrick can't lay start. One sec, let me get Sung out of there. I mean, who, was, go- uh, who was the other good guy besides Rogers down there? You said Dietrich again? Yeah, Dietrich 6900. And then who was the guy up top? Did Xander pop at all? Oh, yeah, Xander Xander pop, Xander and Hovland both pop in the same. This one's interesting, then. You can come in over the top on that can't lay Fitz start and go Xander, Cantley, the two best friends with Fitzpatrick. Burns, wow, actually, kind of like this build Pat. And then it's Detroit Rogers. But interestingly enough, when you look at it from roster construction standpoint, nobody over Shafley. Uh, so you don't have any of the 11K and up with the three big dogs. Nobody in the 7K range at all. So you go 10, 9, 8, 8, 6, 6. And it leaves 100 bucks on the table. And it actually projects one point better than the last lineup that we just made with Ryder and felt like more risk. Detroit, obviously a wild card. But who did you say at 7K? Did you say Aaron Rye? I did say Aaron Rye. So if you wanted to spruce this one up, and now it's only one point worse than the lineup that we thought was good. You go to Detroit to de Rye. Detroit to de Rye. So it becomes Xander, Cantley Fitz, Burns, Rye, Rogers. And you're off the Putnam chalk there by going to Rogers. Not sure how popular Rye will get. He always gets late love, and he does project well on site, so maybe he gets some. But how many people are going to just do the Cantley? How, how many people are going to start X cantley Fitz? none us us like this stupid <laughs> F- lineup few people watching the show us right now trying to talk ourselves into this lineup i think that's probably it hey listen i do
2: think that uh, you really hit on this that i mean game theory is big each week but in the fedex P- cup playoffs especially it becomes even more important i think
1: yeah well i wonder this too because again like going i guess at least for last year and it did it did carry over for whatever reason to the wgc years but like I said, the guys at the top don't have this crazy history. Or you could pull it and look. Like Rom, um, go look up. Like Rom, Scheffler, Rory. You don't have to pull it. You, I know it. You can go look it up. It's not solid. But you also have to wonder, Pat. Too again, if they're in it, are they here to win? Yes, of course. I'd never say that. My point is, if they're not in it, does it like how like they're already in? They're they're through. They're one, two, three in the FedEx Cup standings. It's not the end of the world if they don't win this. So then it can be start working on stuff for the next time out. Like they got if they're not going to win this event they move on to trying to win the BMW in their heads. Like, that's just what ends up happening. But meanwhile, the Cantlays, the Xs, the Fitzpatricks, guys have gotten Fitzpatrick, by the way, a really good history here. The three of the four times he's played, and even the fourth time wasn't horrible, but three of the others are top sevens. I believe it's like a 7th, 5th, and 5th or something. So I don't know, like maybe something about this place that you could link link to him. But just in general, I don't think this lineup type would be very popular, and it still projects, well, at much lower ownership than some of the other stuff we were looking at.
2: Looking at the hottest players in the field coming in over the past six weeks. So that includes the Barbasol, the Genesis, the Open, the John Deere. So a lot of the top players haven't been playing. But we've seen this over time, that guys with good form coming in have continued to parlay that through a little bit. Poston, Glover, and rory harman straka todd tom kim Jagger, Grio, cam young Svenson, lee hodges nick hardy nick hardy's your guy i'm surprised you weren't like
1: just don't play Putnam, and play nick hardy he's he's fine too there's all those guys down there i'm trying to find what you just said who was the 8k guys you said in that range or the high sevens do you say like keegan or, or connor's or no who, it was
2: harman because obviously he won a major straka tom kim cam young
1: what about song Jae? he's hot Coming in with two 20, top 24s in his last three. Oh, man. Stop nah. stop the presses. Stop
2: the presses. <laughs> uh, where does he rate it? He's at 11. He's like middle of the pack. He's the same as
1: Hoagie. And Rory was the big dog, right? Yeah. Rory and Glover. Get, maybe I'll get... no, Poston looks pretty solid, too. It just lands I mean, could in.
2: you fill out a lineup of the top three? Rory, Poston, Glover, and Herman Straka? Does that fit? Yeah, you can fit Straka or Tom Kim. Your preference. I mean, I prefer Tom Kim, but that's me.
1: Okay. Yeah, it projects five less than the one we just made. Those are the six hottest players over
2: the, per strokes gain total over the past six weeks.
1: And that actually have some stuff that would make sense, like Straka lost in the playoff to Will Zalatoris. the Honda comp you mentioned. Like, things like a, you can make up stories for any of them. I'm saying like Tom Kim, I actually don't even know if his ankle was ever injured. Like, did he just fake it? And I was like, oh shit, now I'm playing good. And he's like, I guess I have to keep limping. Like, I have no idea, but it, he seems fine. I know he WD'd uh, the Wyndham. Do so you think he, it was a long con to get out of the Wyndham? I don't know, man. Like, he's defending champ. you think he'd want to go back and defend like that to yeah, me. He's like, I already won it. Who cares? Yeah, he's fine. I, I need to win different unique events. I don't want to dupe my wins. Yeah. All right. Maybe He's, he's, maybe, a, he's not a dupe, he's bro. He's a don't dupe me, bro, is is what you could say. Yeah, maybe. But, okay, I'd want to build this line. I'm not sure if you're dumb, but I definitely want to build this lineup. up. Yep. Okay. Ryder Cup. So it's Keegan, Burns, Cam Young. Who else is on the fence trying to go? Oh, Finau. And then, what? where's Homa rank? He's outside? Homa's, is...
2: Homa's one spot outside, but he's,
1: he's on the team. The, an, the answer is uh, Burns. So, like, Keegan, Burns, Young, Finau are not locks for this team. I don't no. care what anybody tells me. Like, they're just not. I think of the guys
2: that are currently qualified, it's Ricky Speeth and Homa are probably on the team. Yes, I agree.
1: And the only reason I said that, I mean, well, you can make your case for any of them, and Finau probably should be on the team. But like, Finau's
2: not going to be on the team. You don't think in, so? Unless he
1: does something here in the playoffs. Well, that's the thing. You they can, will take JT over him. I believe that. So for some I, reason, people don't believe this. I, I just think there's—it's a I'm massive a, boys' club, and JT is in it. Is and guess what? He's boys with the ultimate boy of golf, the man, the myth, the legend, the goat, Tiger Woods. And I don't care what anybody says how that works. That's again, that's just life, politics, business. I don't care what you tell me. It matters. It does, and it's going to be. And, and also, his rounds are like sporadic and erratic if you will where it's like it's that works fine for what he does he has the camaraderie with the team he's played well with the teammates with with, with speed he could play with Ricky like he, he can do a bunch of things chances
2: Bryson ends up on that team none I, I think I mean even if he goes I guess if he shot like 58 58 58 this weekend on live maybe they'd throw him on the team I, I just don't see he can that. win on live this week he's not on the team
1: I think it's just gonna be Brooks Brooks is fine yeah, well, yeah Brooks like... is
2: qualified and even if he somehow fell out
1: they would still take him yes Brooks is like legendary major thing that he just capped off to say, like, give me another when you think I'm shit now. Like this again, another guy, he sucks now. He can't win majors anymore. And then goes and wins. So it's like, that's the angle there, but who else could go on this team then? Is there anybody else? Yeah, there is
2: with a win. I think Kitty Yama is a qualifier
1: because
2: he's close enough. He'd have an elevated event and he'd have a playoff event.
1: Oh man. We're 200 bucks short from Rom, who doesn't fit the narrative, but just to say it. Ryder Cup standings. Uh, Let's see here. Is Cantley still on? He must be on. He could fall. If Kitayama played well, that means Cantley would fall out. So then it would land us on 7,500, which is, oh, baby, Denny McCarthy. Jesus. It's the Ryder. That's the Ryder Cup lineup. It has to be. Because Denny's not making it. I know this. You know this. Everybody knows this.
2: Denny would have to win. Like, there's a couple guys right now that would have to win twice in the playoffs in order to make the team. Denny can make a case. Yes. Yeah. listen. If Denny won twice in the playoffs, I think he'd be, like, have enough points to be on the team. Yeah,
1: but I'm saying exactly that. He's, he's probably not doing any of that, but at least he has an angle in this lineup narrative. And funny enough, this projects equal to that first one we built. Oh, that's funny. So listen to this lineup. It's Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Keegan Bradley... Denny McCarthy, this lineup is deadly. And there's no ownership to it. And the roster construction is awesome. One 9K, no 6K, no uh, no 10K, no 11K, no nothing. Like, these are all guys just fighting for their life. Variance and volatility because of that is obviously says that this is like a, it's a six-game parlay that's very likely to fail. Like, you're putting it in bad because not all these guys are likely to be able to make that case. And then it's like, holy shit, now we really have to decide. That would be, that would actually get me excited. I, I'm going to put this lineup in something big because I think that would get me excited <laughs> to watch on Sunday if it's like a Ryder Cup battle down the stretch of all the shitty guys that are actually really good guys if they played for Europe, but struggle to make it on the team for the Americans.
2: Maybe that's the move for the playoffs. You take away all the big names, almost like this one. Maybe that should be the swing season thing. I guess it's too far away. What is it? But you put like all the like the jabroni players in and be like, hey, whoever wins this is like on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's your victory.
1: At least these guys have real motivation. Yeah. Like I said, if, if Rory and Rom and Scheffler just suck day one or two, they don't have to care as much as what you think. Like they do care, I'm sure. They're gonna play. They know there's four rounds. They're in it to win it from the very beginning. I'm saying if they fall out, there's like they don't have to worry about anything. They're still gonna make their Ryder Cup teams, they're still yeah. gonna be playing next week, they're still gonna be at East Lake. Like they really don't give a shit if they're out of it. They just move on to the next thing.
2: If three mentally.
1: if three of them
2: let's say all three of those guys shoot it's part 70 73. On the first day, and they're all outside the top forty-five, whatever. I can almost guarantee you the next day, one of those guys is shooting 64
1: and the other two go backwards. Right. Because all they're doing is just firing at And pins. Now you're down to one. And that's again, we're not saying that we know what these guys are here for. They're literally here to win every week. That's I I don't want to make this case or sound like that. My point is there is actual history here to say that and through everything at this course, it's tough. It's high variance course because, like you said, the water, man, it's tough. And then the other stuff, you play in the heat, you play in all these other factors. And now if they're not in it, is all I'm saying they're not going to be needed. They may shoot 68-68, but that's not enough to matter. And then going into the weekend, they have one of those fallback rounds, or only two of them do that, and then you're only needing one of them to fall back. We're saying, why could this other roster construction hit and work? And by the way, like, if Stars and Scrubs' heavy builds are out there, which we suspect, that's that makes this unique as well, and it's a good lineup, I, I think, for that factor. Well, thanks, Tambo. You just told me to play everyone. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what we always get, right? We're covering our angles, Pat. That's what we do. Even
2: though I think last week I did it with Ben, I was like, "Here are the guys I am playing, and here are the guys I have not playing." Like, yeah,
1: and half the time too, people forget that. Like we talk about the shit. I play these lineups in something. I have twenty one lineups here. I'll find a twenty max. I'll probably put, pick this one to be the big one. Here's the finale. Yeah, pick my twenty max. That's my twenty. They're like, oh, I thought you weren't as high on this guy. I literally, I'm playing the lineup. That, if you go watch the show that we, we Pat made it and I on built, the show. and I play it, and I know it's probably gonna be. I'm just playing those for fun money. My other lineups, I'm gonna go back and take some of the stuff. I have the content at shipandnation.com. building out what. I want as my, put put my most money on. And when I talk about on the site, my exposure is not necessarily based on my percentage owned. I base it on where. what am I, you what you want to know, what am I putting my real money on this week? My big money. That's what you're going to get on the site. That's the difference maker. ShipItNation.com. You got it. ShipItNation.com, innovation and education. More on that to come. Teaser, spoiler alert. Is it, is it education or edutainment? That's what the whole site is about. The good that you brought that up. Edutainment, people don't know it. It's education mixed with entertainment. If you don't have that, you probably don't have a good site. But- if you have good tools, you can you can beat it. But that's what I always talk about: bringing everything in together. Some have really good entertainment. Some have really good education, or in that case, content and tools. Some have it all, sure. But like again, do they have it at our price point? That's why I bring it in, and that's the key. That's the big thing. All right, that'll do it on the Pat
2: Mayo experience. We're running this back one more time, right? Yeah. BMW. Yep. Not doing. Me- Mega million next week. So Ma- Ma- I have two tickets already. I'm planning on getting a third. You know what? I'll try to qualify to win one this week so I can play in it with you. Let's go. And we'll build my lineup on the show and I'll come dead last.
1: And we'll make a contest around it for NFL with all of our lineups and I'll put money up. Next week, I'm putting big money up no matter what. So watch the show next week for sure. It's going to be based on... Sorry, I'm putting up the contest for big money that you guys know if I hit something big with those Mega Millies, we will have a massive... Pat Mayo experience contest for NFL week one, week two, whenever the, whenever we want it because we got the Listers League every week, but we'll make something happen, something big no, for a No game Lister's team. League next week. That's right. So there we
2: go. Maybe uh, Tambo can win some money and uh, we'll be, I'll enter a contest to try to get some money from Tambo. That'd be nice. Yeah. At ToeTag and Tambo on Twitter, you can find the Timbits, tidbits, not the Timbits, although if you want to go to Tim Hortons and get some Timbits Timmy's. at Tim Hortons. Get that the sponsorship. The thing is, I can't get the sponsorship because I fucking hate Tim Hortons. It's just
1: on the way. <laughs> well, I'm good luck getting I, Starbucks. That's I, not going to happen I either. would like I'm, to get Starbucks. I know you love it, but I, don't think, I, don't, I haven't seen many Starbucks sponsorships. I, I would there. just be on here and be like, yo, just eat
2: egg white, egg bites every single day for breakfast. You will be good to go. Low-cal, <laughs> high-protein, feel great the rest of the day. Starbucks, code Mayo. Get yourself a discount. Maybe, if you're watching. Starbucks, figure <laughs> it out. Listener's League now open, uh, now 350 spots left in real time as we go through this. FantasyNational.com/slash Mayo for NFL tools. Run the sims.com, code Mayo, get you 10% off. And season-long projections are completely free that you can customize and make your own rankings up there right now. Highly suggest that you go do that. And all the like regular tools in season are all premium, so you got to pay for it. Sorry. Um, I'm not sorry. Just give me the money, all right? Uh, code <laughs> Mayo. You just, don't give me as much money then, all right? See how that goes. Anyway, uh, thank you for watching. We will see you next week on the DraftKings pick show, and then Golf DraftKings is done until the new year. So thanks for being around all year. We'll give it one last go, and remember to leave those comments in the comment section. I'll see you next time.
0: Have your experience. Experience.